Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Linda Phils Show on our Charisma podcast today. And I am very excited to introduce my special guest, Daniel Lynn, the CEO of IHOP KC in Kansas City. Welcome, Daniel. Well, Linda, look forward to have this conversation with you. And, you know, many people know you were with us for many, many years and your children were invested here, too. We were blessed to have your family here. Well, thank you, Daniel. We love our Kansas City IHOP KC global family forever. You're so uh, in our hearts. And, you know, we don't feel like we left our family at all. You have not. You have not. In in the spirit. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, Daniel, I've admired uh, your leadership at the International House of Prayer as our CEO for some number of years. How many years have you been serving in that capacity at IHOP? Well, just as a role in my my CEO capacity is over 12 years, you know. Um, Well, I've seen uh, quite a lot of uh, cycle uh, in terms of uh, the way God moved in our midst. Uh, Over 10 years ago, we have a season of great awakening. Right. But the Holy Spirit moved powerfully. Uh, I, I don't know whether you recall. Were you uh, already oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. And uh, it was quite wild. You know, the Lord really caused many people to be saved, many people to be healed, and baptism were happening almost on a weekly basis. And uh, we're contending that it, this is breaking up again, not only in Kansas City, but all over America, all over the world. Yes. Well, we live in such interesting times right now, Daniel. It's important to remain connected in the body of Christ and with other leaders and to learn from each other and cheer each other on. And um, I just can't say thank you enough for all that you do there. We're for you and uh, so grateful for you and your beautiful family. You know, your history, uh, I was just rereading your bio a moment ago, included pastoring, uh, in your earlier days. Tell us a a thing or two about that. Well, I started pastoring in my early 20s, Mm full-time pastoring, and and my congregation has an average age of 72 years old. So they love me to the core. Yes, I I pastor old people as a young pastor, unlike many young adult pastors who pastor you for young adult. And uh, so that was the Baptist church that I served. And uh, that was my training ground before uh, my assignment in Kansas City. I also taught in uh, seminaries during that time as an adjunct professor. And uh, that was uh, before I joined I Help KC. Since then, I've been an intercessory missionary. It's almost 20 years now. Well, I love the uh, looking at the path God has orchestrated for you, Daniel, and your rich understanding of global events and what God's doing in the kingdom. And I know you also have uh, knowledge about the marketplace and a love for people in the marketplace. And today I would love for us to talk about what you're seeing um, about the role of technology in advancing the kingdom. Maybe even uh, give us a few numbers or stats about IHOP's reach because we know IHOP has been a, a pioneer in the world of technology for quite some time. We might start there and see where the conversation goes. Wonderful, Linda. I think you asked a very pertinent question. We are all technologically dependent, even uh, the ministry, uh, you know, churches, and especially during this uh, pandemic or 
epidemic, whatever you call it, the year 2020, uh, many people are more acutely aware how we need to stay connected through technology as the basic fabric of our community life is being radically disrupted. So it's always been there. It's just that we are more aware of how much we need them. And this awareness actually is two-pronged. One is the increased awareness of how useful technology is in terms of furthering the glory of God and the works of the kingdom. And the other one is actually the increased pervasiveness of technology is actually have pressure on the works of the kingdom and that also create an unintended effect which is innovation because of the pressure it caused the church to have to innovate so in both way the kingdom of god is actually advancing but one in a qualitative way one in a quantitative way in terms of reach so we have to have perspective that God is working on multiple angles and he's using technology to accomplish that. So maybe on the second point in terms of IHOPKC, this is not about giving a report. This is about using IHOPKC as a, an object lesson, okay. an illustration of uh, what God can do through a ministry that actually just focus on prayer. You know, we started in a trailer and uh, you could see about 250 people. I remember the, even the carpet were all not in order. You know, all the instruments were not the best. The soundboard were not the best. And that was how IHOPKC started. But we have a bunch of fervent intercessors that decided to give our all at the feet of Jesus. And out of that place of prayer, God began to send us people with various giftings. And I remember in 2005, when we first put a, a, a camera in the prayer room, just so that, you know, we can see what's happening in the prayer room and then connect the, the, the stream to limited number of homes, not yet, you know, a very public reality. We call that the one-eye cycle <laughs> because it doesn't move. It just stay right there. You know, it's pretty boring, right? One angle. And then in, in a couple of years, someone came along and said, you know what, because there's very few expression on the earth that's 24-7 with corporate worship team, why don't you just do some kind of a live streaming and streaming to Home in America, a lot of businesses and a lot of homes would really like to have 24-7 prayers saturating their environment. So at that point of time, 70 interns, media interns were trained and they show up. And we realized that handling 24-7 live production was very laborious. So we had to go into robotic cameras. Robotic cameras where, you know, you have somebody sitting behind the desk, just one or two people. And then you actually have six or seven angles of camera all remote control, you know, through robotic arms. And that was quite unique because the people who were selling those technology then, they don't have too many customers in the church sphere then because not very many people, they are just, most churches are producing their weekend services and they have those gigantic cameras where people are standing behind. And now we have to move to robotic because it's too labor intensive to do 168 hours of live production every week. Right. And, and some people, until today, IOKC is probably one of the largest in terms of uh, production of live content because you actually 
don't we actually don't have 25-8. 24-7 is the ultimate reality in terms of occupying the time slot. So, and, and most of the cable TV who, who broadcast 24-7, they are not live. Not all their programming are live. They repeat their programming. So 24-7 live production is a very unique challenge. So that's one. One technological milestone. Second one is when we stream, we realize that initially we were just doing regular broadcasting, not HD. And then we go into HD and then we go, you know, and, and then now some people are talking about potentially 4K. And at the early stage, the, the people were still on cable and web streaming wasn't the thing. Nobody think there was money there. There was no Netflix and all these things. There was pre-Netflix, right? And there was pre I mean, YouTube was just launching, but we were already streaming. At one point of time, I remember our staff were flying between London and Kansas City. We were streaming at four megabytes per second, which was a big deal then, you know, in the mid-2000s. Uh, and we almost spawned a company out of that because we saw the potential of, uh, you know, streaming uh, in a high resolution, high definition res resolution at a point of time. Well, because we, we're not specializing in business, we just stayed in our zone of prayer. So the point I'm trying to illustrate is this. Yes, we touch more than 180 countries every year that are connected to our prayer room. And the live production is, we are probably one of the largest producers of live content on the earth. You know, you ask those people who are Akamai and all those companies who are monitoring the, the tech and the bandwidth, they will be able to give you the exact stats. The numbers are staggering. So my, my point is simply this. We start in prayer. We abide in Christ. There are fruitfulness that we did not plan, but it manifests itself, and many times it manifests itself in technology. Wow. And right now, actually, we are, we are also uh, having a few technological conversations. I can't take it public yet. It has to do with the way payment system transaction happen. Mm -hmm. And the other one is actually on security, uh, data security. And all these things came out from uh, a place of prayer, you know. And so we are not specialists in those areas, but from the place of prayer, God moved and we respond because he gave ideas and gifted people. I love that message and reality about IHOP, Daniel, and uh, it makes me think of the book of Daniel. Have you seen some examples from the word that you sometimes are in the prayer room very early? I know I used to see you at the 6 a.m. many times when we were all just trying to kind of wake up. For you the are the champion. You never fail. <laughs> Monday, 6 a.m. I miss it as far as being there live. But, you know, did you ever just look around and think, look what's happening? This is something like in the book of Daniel where insight was given. And just talk to us, on, preach to us a little bit, Daniel. <laughs> well, I don't really want to preach to the audience, but I want to highlight Daniel 11, verse uh, 32. Daniel 11, verse 32 is in the context of, uh, obviously, verse 30 to 35. The context is really very important because it mentioned here the abomination of desolation, which is Matthew 24, verse 15, which is time of the birth bang leading to the manifestation of the Antichrist. But then the scripture mentioned in verse 33 that those people who understand shall instruct many. In other words, there's a category of people that has been given understanding by the Lord and they have a large audience to instruct. 
you know, and then uh, the verse before in verse 32, the first part, is say, those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The key word is knowing. These people who know their God, not just know about their God or know about the religion, they have an intimate abiding relationship with Jesus. And out of that unwavering faith, you know, these people are so rooted, they, they have the knowledge of God and God give them wisdom and they make choices, wise choices in the way they live in their generation and they instruct many. Now, this is also said in context of Daniel 12, 4, which is a verse that many of us are very familiar with. It says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. In other words, the book of Daniel will suddenly become relevant again in the last days. He said, right now it's relevant. I prophesy many things that is relevant to your generation. In fact, Daniel 9, Daniel was praying so that they can return to Jerusalem. The 70 year of Babylonian captivity is over. And he was interceding for a Cyrus-like king to rise up and send the people back, you know, to rebuild the temple. So that's relevant to Daniel's time. But Daniel was also instructed and said, hey, you know, not everything is within one, two generation after you or your generation. This book will be sealed out and it will be open again in the last days. And it, was, it will be during the time where many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Now, the two things, they are not synonymous, but they are connected. Many shall run to and fro. It talks about travel. It talks about the ease of travel, frequency of travel. Until this pandemic, the global aviation uh, you know, travel and industry is basically you know, skyrocketing with you know, loss of orders, for all the commercial airlines until the pandemic came along and reversed everything, you know. So I'm not projecting the recovery in the coming days or non-recovery, but the point is that it is in, in the in the trend of human civilization because Elon Musk and SpaceX was about to launch those, you know, between Hong Kong and uh, East Coast or West Coast of US 30 minutes rocket flight. You know, you land, you fly up, and then the rocket landed off the coast of Hong Kong, and then you take a boat into Hong Kong in 30 minutes. It was, no, seriously, that was within reach. And then Hyperloop, the first Hyperloop is, uh, you know, approved in West Virginia. You know, 200 miles will take 15 minutes, you know. And so many are traveling to and fro, and the knowledge will increase. We're living in the time of information revolution, you know, of big data, and, you know, pro and cons that come with that. So the scripture did say it will open up again. When? When you see these two things, travel, human travel, and then you see data, you see knowledge, you know, uh, yeah. Trying not to preach here. I love it. You do know that's my life verse, Daniel eleven thirty two, and I always start with B and go into 33A and just take out that little part. That's all I could think about at the time, but it's very much in context of. Yes, the context is important. Actually, the context is so interesting now because of the word Cyprus. We'll talk about it another day. Okay. <laughs> He's got our, you've got our attention. Yes. 
You know, Daniel, to the people that are navigating their businesses, uh, many of them either working in technology, others of them learning to use technology better, uh, it's critical that believers develop this appetite for prayer in the marketplace to receive the insight God has for our time. You've just done such a beautiful job of, of describing the times we are actually have stepped, feels that we've just stepped in and it's a new chapter. And uh, there is so much going on in the world. But what would you say to the person in the marketplace who says, I've got to have more of God in my work. Uh, it's bigger than me. The problems I face are larger than what I can figure out on my own, a solution to. Um, what would you say about developing a prayer life that avails uh, us more insight and revelation from God for our time? Well, I would say that people who are being placed in strategic position in the marketplace, especially in the tech sector, are almost like the frontline workers of the kingdom. They are at the battlefront, on the front, front line of the battle, you know, because many of them know how powerful uh, their sector is in terms of shifting and influencing human civilization. The screen time that everybody's on and what content they put before people and the technology, the speed, you know, the censorship or the direction of information and content, whatever that may be, whatever part they play in this whole ecosystem of technology and uh, bringing of content to people and even communication, they are at the front line. And so there is, I can imagine they are facing a few things. Number one, they see strategic opportunity. They see that God has placed them there and therefore they must be the salt and light. That's first point. Second point, they are they are also facing struggle and challenges because, first of all, the, their job is very demanding. You know, no high-paying uh, executive job in Silicon Valley or in Wall Street or other places will let you do a work-life balance in a proper way because there's always demand because they work under very type A entrepreneur that basically, you know, wants to get things done and want to be at the top of the competition, mm -hmm. right? So there's high demand there, and that definitely throw off the balance, especially the spiritual dimension. So I can imagine the challenge there. Third is the cultural challenge, because the tech sector, well, even in Texas, with a little bubble in Austin, that's fast becoming a, Austin, Texas, fast becoming a tech hub, you know, because of the, the tech situation in California, a lot of people are kind of moving to Texas. And even that is the, the cultural, the culture is quite progressive, or, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the, the thinking process and the social value and all that kind of thing. So most uh, biblical uh, evangelical Christians who have strong conviction in Bible value will find themselves to be a minority in that bubble. And obviously, I would feel that they will be facing some challenge and struggle there. And the fourth one that probably that is a challenge will be this, that, you know, how can I be fruitful in an environment like that when I have internal challenge? You know, when I know that God put me there and then my, the culture around me, the corporate culture, the work culture is not necessarily the most friendly to what I want, want to say to the gospel and different things. So I would recommend a few things based on Acts chapter 6, verse 4. The apostles say that we must focus on the ministry of the word and the ministry of prayer and not 
just neglect these two things in order to be busy to serve table. Now, that service is very precious. The Lord loves for us to serve people. Servanthood is one of the highest virtues in our Christian life. However, it must not replace our cultivation of internal relationship with Jesus through getting and maintaining the oil. So I would say that instead of expecting, you know, long hours of prayer every day, number one, find two or three friends, like-minded friends within your circle of workspace and be in, be praying for one another mm-hmm. so that you don't feel that you are alone fighting this pressure of culture and demand against you. When you're isolated, you will feel defeated. So two or three, it's like Daniel and the three friends in this gigantic Babylonian culture. That's the first point. They they not only overcame, they influenced the king. It doesn't take 300, it took four with God. (laughs) Daniel plus three with God influenced the largest, most powerful empire in in that time. So that's the first point. Second one is truly word and prayer. You know, because... Tech is there's so much information it has to do with how to drive people, how to keep people engaged, engaged, engaged. The, the most important thing for you who have been placed there is to engage, not so much in the things that you're driving people to engage in, but to engage in prayer by dialogue with the Lord. I will I'll leave you three simple points. And then engage in the word of God. You know, uh, Linda, you can talk about that later, you know, about the Bible 360, that was the reason why I wrote that book. It's a very simple, rudimentary book to just have 10 different ways where people can be on the go and always chew on the Word of God. So, but in prayer, I would say have these three questions in your mind to dialogue with Jesus based on Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 9. In Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah saw the Lord sitting high on his throne. And his glory was shining from his throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And then he also realized that he was an unclean man with unclean lips living among unclean people. And then he was cleansed by the Lord. Then he heard the Lord say, Whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? Lord, send me. He was willing to go. So that threefold reality, that encounter with God, encounter with yourself, and then encounter with your commission or the works that God had for you. A lot of time, even as fervent believer, we ask the question, how can I be fruitful and effective? That's a very good question. But that's the third question. In order to continually be replenished in our oil, we have to keep having dialogue in all these three questions weave together in sequence. Who are you, Lord? In light with who you are, who am I? And what shall I do in, resp- in, in light with who I am? In that way, you con- you're constantly driven back, no matter what kind of work God gives you in whatever season you're in, your question will be, Lord, show me more about yourself. I want to know you more. Those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Knowing, knowing God, and by knowing God more, because we are made in His own image, we will know our identity. When we are secure with our identity, then it's not our profession, our career, our external possession or how many people like us that define who we are, it is the, the, the Lord that we know. He is the one who created us and redeemed us and we are made in His image and our identity is secure. From that secure identity and abiding with the Lord, we can flow out in the works, whatever kind of work He gives us. 
So I would say that have this conversation frequently and then take retreat. If you are in a very high pressuring job, every three months go for three days, you know, unplug, have a time with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and build in your sabbatical rhythm. All right, Linda, I think I've said a lot. <laughs> you are deep. Well, that is incredible, Daniel. I do want our listeners to be able to find your book, Bible 360, Total Engagement with the Word of God. And in this work, Daniel teaches us about 10 different ways to be interacting with the word. And this is perfect for busy marketplace people, for moms, for students, for anyone who is on the go, which is pretty much our whole society. Daniel, you talked about the verse of people going to and fro. And my dad used to say, just watch the pace of living all around us and point it out years ago. And now, of course, it's it's that uh, exponentially much faster and advanced, but we're in a season we've got to keep our oil. And I love that message that always, you can always count on this message coming out of IHOPKC to get oil in your lamp and to maintain your relationship with the Lord, knowing him, knowing who he's made you to be and what he's given you to do. And in those, in that uh, sequence, the Lord can place you anywhere because you've got it straight. You know who your God is You understand who you are in light of his creation in you and what he's given you to do. And that's what allows us to know God and do great exploits. So, Daniel, may God bless you. We're going to put in the post with our podcast, the link where our listeners can go find your Bible 360, Total Engagement with the Word of God. I know it's going to be a great encouragement to all of us. Thank you for spending time with us today, Daniel. May God bless and keep you. Thank you, Linda. We hope to see you in person soon. That's a date. <laughs> I'll All let right. you know. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Daniel. Bye-bye. So glad you joined us for the Linda Field Show today. We know that you are busy and that your time is important. To help you accomplish more of the things that matter in work and life, Linda has created the Prayer Plan Your Life Productivity System. This valuable system guides you to minimize the noise that threatens your progress and make the highest and best use of your time. Come on over to lindafields.org ppyl to order Prayer Plan Your Life today. Get it done today. Make it matter tomorrow. See you over at lindafields.org ppyl.